Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? Probably for a little over a year. It's been my intention and my desire to play, play for Ireland. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the Ball Daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you as always until five. We hope you're doing okay around the country. Eight Premier League games down for decision this afternoon. The opening weekend of the new League of Ireland season as well. So, so much to talk about with the former Republic of Ireland striker Kevin Doyle, Dan McDonald, and Johnny Ward on Football Saturday. That's coming your way at three. Where is Irish boxing right now? So the Amateur Association have pulled out of the World Championships. There are lots of talking points as well in the pro game, including Katie Taylor's homecoming, fighters Jason Quigley and Emmett Brennan, and Kevin Byrne of the Irish Son are this week's guests on the Saturday panel from half one. 53106, number for your text at the cost of 30 cent. You want to share your opinions with us when it comes to sport, or if you have any questions for our guests during the show today, you can also tweet us at Off the Ball and we'll start the programme as always with the news round. Wexford's finest, Aidan Delaney, is with me. Aidan, how are you? I'm not too bad, thanks, John. Yourself? We're really enjoying the Aston Villa Arsenal game here. Yeah, it's been an absolute barn burner so far, and it's one of those games that, you know, had this come maybe two or three weeks ago, we would have said Arsenal are probably safe enough with this, but they are having that bit of a wobble at the minute and they're having a bit of a wobble in it at the minute as well. They're 2-1 down with 33 minutes on the clock and uh, they... It was a really good goal to get them back into it, back on level terms from Saka, but uh, Philip Coutinho has absolutely rifled one in and uh, the wobble continues. So they came into this with, what, one point from nine, mm. a draw against Brentford and defeats at Everton and Manchester City during the week. And it was Oddie Watkins who got the opener just a few minutes into the game, his fourth in as many games and a delivery from Cash and he no. kind of twist and turn past Saliba and put into the far corner, really well taken goal. Saka, as you said, then uh, whipped one in then a few minutes later to make it 1-1, his ninth Premier League goal of the season but Philippe Coutinho which I believe is first goal of the, the season in the Premier League uh, the Brazilian uh, and Unai Emery there's a lot of a lot of intrigue and subplots around this match Absolutely yeah Emmy Martinez of course going back to his old side yeah. as well and, and he's had some decent performances so far he couldn't do a whole lot about the Saka goal but uh, came out and claimed a cross there in the middle of bodies and, and stuff like that so he's he's certainly up for the game today and this will be a big win for Villa as well they need to kind of make sure that you know they're they're, they're still comfortable enough, but um, haven't really been that impressive this year. So if they can win over, you know, t- technically the league leaders, um, they would be uh, certainly on their way for a big victory. Yeah, I think the, the, the issue with Villa recently, like conceding four goals at home to Leicester mm. wasn't great. And he's changed his defence completely today. He's like brought Cash, Mings and Moreno in, Unai Emery. Um, again, and Coutinho, the other players coming into the Villa team today. Ben White back in the Arsenal side. Uh, today in, in place of Tommy Asu, who didn't have the best of games against Manchester City. Leandro Trossar as well, replacing Gabriel Martinelli. What else is going on then? So Man City have got a real chance later on. Yeah, they start the day ahead of Arsenal on goal difference and they're away to Nottingham Forest from 3 o'clock. Uh, European hopefuls at Brighton and Fulham meet at the Amex also at 3. Elsewhere managerless Southampton are at Chelsea. Brentford host Crystal Palace. Leeds go to Everton in a relegation six-pointer and Wolves host Bournemouth. While the half-five game, probably game of the day really, Virgil van Dijk set to return for Liverpool. They travel to Newcastle. Okay, what else is going on? Man United, who's going to buy it? (laughs) Yeah, it seems like the man behind one of Qatar's biggest banks is promising to run Manchester United debt-free if he takes over, which will be news to the fans' ears. Sheikh Jassim bin Hamad Al Thani submitted a bid for the Glazer family to consider before last night's deadline, as did the British billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe. They all face claims of sports washing and greenwashing, respectively. But the United boss, Eric Ten Hag, says the team can't allow themselves to become distracted by the recent news. We don't think about uh, so far what is what we have to do is 
had to put us in April in the right position. And so our thinking can only be on uh, the next game always have to be better as the previous game and think about game for game and put there the energy and the focus in. So does that mean that to, for in April to still be within maybe a chance, maybe within four or five points of the, the top? Uh, it, it does mean that we have to win on Sunday uh, and that we have to collect the three points against Leicester and that uh, demands a lot of energy and demands high standards. Eric, I know there's lots of games and competitions for you to focus on, but bubbling in the background is news over potential investors and a takeover of the club. Have you been following that at all? Have the players been following it? How do you keep their focus on the football? No, we're following it. It's our club, eh? and and of course we are we are committed, but we are focusing on football, on training. And our way of play on games, uh, that is what we are focusing and we really enjoy it in the moment with, uh, in togetherness and it's um, enjoyable to work and yeah, we are focusing on, on games and we have four leagues. So others in the clubs have, have, uh, will have to take decisions, uh, give efforts in the process, but it's not up to us. Just on that, Eric, have you spoken to Richard Arnold or any of the Glazer family about what could happen with the takeover? No, they just that will say from the start. Yeah, uh, they informed me how the process was going, but um, so there we make out. Uh, I focus on football. Uh, they are focusing uh, on uh, in other parts, departments of the club, uh, how to get everything, for instance, financed. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Manchester United. Eric Ten Hag, there's some very sad news in the world of football today. Yeah, unfortunately, the body of former Newcastle forward Christian Atsu has been found almost two weeks after the earthquake in Turkey and Syria. The 31-year-old who joined the Turkish club Hayat Sapor last year had been missing since the devastating quake on the 6th of February. Atsu made 107 appearances for the Magpies during a five-year spell at the club. He also had 65 caps for Ghana. May rest in peace. Really sad news there. So we have other action in Scotland today, Aidan. Yeah, the top two, of course, in action. Leaders Celtic host Aberdeen and Rangers go to Livingston. Both those games will kick off at three o'clock. Here at home, Bohemians were the only side to take all three points from the opening night of the League of Ireland Premier Division last night. Declan Devine's side were two on winners over newly promoted Cork City at Turner's Cross. Elsewhere it finished, St. Pat's won, Derry won, Dundalk won, UCD won, and it was a nil-all draw between Shelburne and Drogheda. The champions returned to action tonight. Shamrock Rovers travel to the showgrounds to take on Sligo Rovers. Kick-off there is at 7.45, and there's one fixture down for decision in the first division. That is a Midlands derby, Longford and Athlone meeting at half seven. We will give the League of Ireland plenty of coverage, folks out there listening. No problem with that. Dan McDonnell was down in Kerry uh, last night. We'll get his report uh, on Football Saturday at 3 o'clock. And Cameron Hill, Mayo's finest, is in the studio with us now. And Cameron, you were watching, was it the court game you were watching? I was watching the court game. Uh, the league is back, baby. Uh, really, really enjoyed it, actually. Bows went 2-0 up. And then uh, the second goal was just a mess from the court goalkeeper. Really, probably first night nerves. Um, the <laughs> Bo's goalkeeper made the, his own sort of gaff uh, to give Cork a slimmer of hope, and it looked like they might have drawn that game. Um, there was a ball cleared off the line by Talbot. Uh, he made up for his early blunder and got Bo's all three points. But it was a cracking game. Looked like a brilliant atmosphere at Turner's Cross as well. Um, and yeah, it's just great to see the league back. It's uh, really enjoyable. It's become more and more of a, 
a staple in my year to watch League of Ireland games. I shamefully haven't been to one live yet, um, but I hope to rectify that soon. See Sligo Rovers, Shamrock Rovers is a beautiful program out. Yeah. Anybody's seen that on social media. It's like Roy the Rovers, like done like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's brilliant. And um, we were talking about it on AM yesterday, the resurgence or the surge in popularity for the league is brilliant to see. Um, I think it's probably driven more by myself and Aidan's demographic. More people are into the game. Why is that? I think it's probably um, a disillusionment with the... The Premier League and what's happened, like the, the corporate greed and the people being involved as uh, Aidan ran through, the people looking to buy Manchester United and sort of sums up all the problems that our generation feel with the Premier League and we're looking for an alternative. And so suddenly, Something that's you maybe feel that the Premier League is detached from yeah, the, the, you know, the it, normal fan. It's being Whereas with the League of Ireland, it's very much... It's domestic, yeah. It's, it's something right on your doorstep. There's something wholesome. There's something a little bit underground about it too, still which we quite like. It's a little bit anti-establishment, a little bit, there's a subculture there, a very vibrant subculture. And I think uh, we like that because there are older generations who still look at us when we say, oh, we're into the League of Ireland and they're like, what? It's like, you get a reaction like you say, well, I don't really wash my hands (laughs) all that often. It's the same kind of, not disdain, but that's a bit weird. You're like the League of Ireland. So I I quite like that. I like, as People know I'm no, I, not ashamed to admit I'm a bit of a hipster, so it still feels like I'm getting in before uh, they become cool. Uh, but yeah, I really, really like the league. Glad I have it back. Hopefully a really good season this year. And hopefully facilities in the next few years to match the interest of this younger demographic as well. Absolutely. That's the key thing, I think, isn't it? Yeah. We got uh, Tom Hanks in the crowd uh, at the Aston Villa Arsenal game. Have you got a favourite Tom Hanks film? I mean, Aidan, you're from Wexford. You have to give one answer, surely. Exactly. It's Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> filming, of course, down on Curraclow Beach. And I was just saying, uh, the crew, the camera crew, uh, stayed in the B&B owned by a friend of mine when they were here in, in 97. So uh, we have to give a shout out to that. But, uh, I mean, Tom Hanks is just so many great movies. Cast Away, The Terminal, um, you know, stuff like Philadelphia. You know, he, he just has hits for days. And, and like Saving Private Ryan, just one of the most beautiful openings well beautiful and tragic and horrific to watch but something you just can't tear your eyes away from and uh, I see he's an Aston Villa fan uh, because they once played a friendly uh, that he went to in the States so uh, that's enough for him and he's ride or die now I suppose Yeah uh, Shane Hannan must be shrieking with glee watching the TV seeing him go on screen every time I know he's a massive Tom Hanks fan we've had this debate before do we count Catch Me if you can, as a Tom Hanks film. It's more of a Leonardo DiCaprio that's, film. See, that's and Walken yeah. as well. Walken is great in it too, exactly. Um, Jennifer Garner's in that as well. I watched it back recently and I completely forgot that. <laughs> um, that'd probably be mine if I can count it as a Tom Hanks film. Other than that, it's either Forrest Gump or I really enjoyed Captain Phillips. That's look, one we don't Look at me, about. I'm the captain now. I am the captain <laughs> yeah. now. Have you ever seen Big? I have. You know, I watched it when I was a child, but I, I, don't, I don't remember Big a Big is great fun. It, I have debates with my friends about this I find Big very uncomfortable now it's one of those oh it wouldn't get made today films because yeah. like the fact that the main yeah, okay. character female protagonist sees your man become a 12 year old boy and isn't <laughs> utterly disgusted with herself <laughs> immediately afterwards is like oh okay it was a different that. time I suppose different time yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Zaltar. Yeah, I remember the, uh, the, the 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 thing that gave you the wishes. But uh, where was? Where else are we going? Uh, yeah. So let's have a look at some of the rugby results. Uh, Munster thrashed Ospreys by fifty-eight points to three in the URC at Thomond Park last night. Ulster, meanwhile, suffered a seventeen point to eleven defeat away to the Glasgow Warriors this afternoon. There's action with Connacht away to winless Zebra, and we have table toppers Leinster welcoming the Dragons to the RDS from seven thirty-five tonight. Irish under twenty prop Jack Boyle is expected to make his debut from the bench in that game. And head coach Leo Cullen says all the players have been working really hard during the Six Nations break. This week we've had a few guys come back from camp and you know, just trying to integrate those guys back in and you know, the attitude has been great so looking forward to it now and um, putting on hopefully a decent performance tomorrow. Um, hopefully we get a big crowd here. Um, you see the, the difference to you know, the atmosphere in the Aviva and you know, how the players respond to that and you know, that's what we want you know, for the rest of the season. If you get atmospheres something close to that it's, it's incredible you know, environment for players to play in and you can see um, from the international in particular like it's how the players respond so again obviously here you know I suppose we're trying to replicate what we had for Cardiff um, so again as hopefully we get a big crowd uh, The last day against Cardiff we saw debuts for James and for Eitzel off the bench and hopefully uh, another milestone tomorrow evening for Jack Boyle coming off the bench hopefully if he gets the opportunity Yeah it's, it's hard to talk about that like in advance but um yeah, it's another really positive step for Jack to be involved in Match Day 23. And there's a number of younger players hit some some great milestones in the Cardiff game. You know, the two guys you mentioned, um, James and Atzel, that uh, made their debuts. But there's you know, there's other guys playing in the RDS for the first time or starting for Leicester for the first time. Um, yeah, it's, it was great to see that all come together on the day. Eight academy players in the Match Day 23. So, um, you know, with a bit of senior experience. You'll come back from camp. Um, you know, to like Jason Jenkins come back. You know, he's missed a spell through injuries. So, you know, again, there's all that work on the background, making sure guys are fit and ready and available, and hopefully firing for a lot of big games. That we hope will be involved in later in the season. Leo Cullen there there's a bit of a skirmish at the Arsenal Aston Villa game. Remember Villa two one up uh, approaching half time here. Somebody is down there. Uh, looks like it's at Odegaard. It is Odegaard, yeah, uh, with an injury. So this has happened a lot more in football. I've noticed recently this kind of. Uh, Handbacks at dawn stuff, um, the argy bargy. Like I think it, it, it's in danger of, of of igniting and getting much more serious. It's a bad challenge that went in on Saka from Tyrone Mings, and then he followed through on Odegaard there. Yeah. So he could be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, it was. It wasn't great, and it, it, his eyes are on the ball. But it's one of those things that you can't do in football anymore. And. And there was a, a tackle on Saka as well. So Villa very much up for this game and looking to prod Arsenal a bit, maybe. And you know, especially coming up to half time, there's about ten seconds left in the in the half. So uh, probably not the worst idea, just to maybe get in under their skin and remind them where they are. Okay, so we have a new president of the GA elected. Yeah, Jarlett Burns will be a president in the next 12 months. The former Armagh captain exceeded the quota by 19 votes on first count last night at Congress. The Silverbridge captain will succeed Larry McCarthy in a year's time. On the field, there's a repeat of last year's All-Ireland quarterfinal, with Kerry taking on Mayo in Division 1 of the Alliance National Football League. Throwing at McHale Park is at half seven tonight. Before that, there's a Division 2 clash between Derry and Meath at five. An hour later, Tipperary play host to Antrim, while there's one game underway in Division 4, that's Wicklow taking on London in Ockram. Oh, so what are the learnings from the league so far? I see Kevin McStay profiled in the front of the Irish Times today in their sports section. What's the hope for Mayo? Um, hope for Mayo is we get a couple of wins in the league, <laughs> to uh, be perfectly blunt about it. Look, they've been great performances. I think they will have been very disappointed uh, to have only come away with a point from Armagh a couple of weeks ago, because... 
it really looked like towards the end that they'd snuffed out the danger from Armagh, but they played it a little bit too loose. Uh, it's the problem with a young team and with players uh, like your your stalwarts like Lee Keegan and Killian O'Connor not in the mix or not quite as um, prominent in their roles anymore. Um, you don't have that ability to manage your game and to control the results and see out the win. Um, but tonight's game will be cracking. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Unfortunately, I'm not going down to Castlebar, but uh, I'd love to go watch because uh, Kerry, you know, they've been brilliant so far as well. Jarrett Burns, I think, is a deserved victory for him. He was close last time in the vote against Larry McCarthy and he seems to be quite progressive in his thinking and his interviews. So when he takes over in a year's time, it'll be interesting to see what kind of leadership he'll provide uh, to the uh, association going forward. It's half time now. It's uh, Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 1 in the Premier League. If Arsenal lose this, you'd have to think it's beginning to unravel. At the moment, I'd almost feel that Manchester United are favourites to be second rather than Arsenal. Okay. There is a bit of a free fall going on there and we have a, a Jack, one of our, our digital team here, he's, uh, he said he's crying making his lunch here at the minute uh, while watching Arsenal so uh, he's certainly given up the ghost but I'm sure there's plenty of Arsenal fans will will still think that they can rally with a couple of big games coming up. There's Ladies National Football League action this afternoon. Yeah, All-Ireland Champions Mead take on Mayo in round four of Division 1 of the Little Ladies National Football League. Uh, we have throw-in at Park Charlton there at 2 o'clock while Kerry and Dublin clash at Austin Stack Park from 515 uh, also in the women's game, the Very Ireland Camogie Leagues are back in action this weekend as well. Beaten All-Ireland finalists Cork kick off their campaign at home to Dublin in Division 1A. That's from 2 o'clock. At the same time, Tipperary meet Galway at the RAG. In Division 1B then, Wexford play host to Limerick. Throwing at Wexford Park is at 2 o'clock. Then also at 2, Antrim face down and we have Waterford clashing with Offaly in Burr. Now Tiger Woods is in the news and maybe not for the reasons he'd want to be. Yeah, he says a prank on fellow golfer Justin Thomas has backfired badly. The 15-time major winner handed Thomas a tampon after outdriving him at the Genesis Invitational. Woods' joke has been criticised as sexist in some places and following his second round, he apologised for the offence caused. Yeah, it was supposed to be you know, all fun and games, but obviously it, it hasn't turned out that way. And if I had offended anybody, it was not the case. It was just uh, friends having, having fun and... Um, as I said, if, if I offended anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Um, it was not intended to be that way. Um, it's just, you know, we, we play pranks on one another all the time. And uh, virally, I, I think this did not come across that way. But between us, it was it's different. Got a text in here in 53106 from Jim. Hi, John. I know you're a golf fan, as are many of the OTB presenters. You've all eulogized Tiger Woods and his return, etc. But do you have any comment on how deeply flawed he is as a person? And he frankly seems like an ass this week, obviously on the lower end of his transgressions, but still a childish, embarrassing prank. Does the personality not matter if you're good at sport? Well, I've always been able in a way to detach at, at, at some in some instances uh, the personality from uh, the craft. And I, I feel that with Tiger Woods, uh, this guy could hardly walk. Uh, he had a DUI. He was in a very bad place, it looked like, and came back to in the Masters and I did eulogise him at the time for anybody in the dark place being able to come back and uh, um, but I do have a detachment of my admiration for his golf from my admiration for him as a person it can be definitely argued that Tiger Woods has not treated women very well in the past mm-hmm. uh, when that scandal emerged in 2009 and uh, I think your heroes folks out there your family and your friends uh, we can admire the sports person but we don't have to be um, utterly admiring of their um, human qualities or, or lack of I, mean, I don't think like Lionel Messi is 
you know, as wonderful and as beautiful a footballer he is as as joy, the amount of joy he's brought to young people around the world. I still think that you know the fact that he's a. Uh, you know, playing for PSG or he's a, a tourism ambassador for Saudi Arabia is something that still I think needs to be questioned. So mm-hmm. I think there has to be sometimes a detachment between the, the actions of, of the likes of Tiger Woods and uh, then the admiration for the sheer brilliance that they have. I don't think Muhammad Ali, for example, was the most um, flawless person in the world. No, and I think um, the academic Dougal Gutch said it perfectly when he was uh, did a paper on the White Sox scandal. A thoroughly disgusted sports fan is a soon-to-be-retired one. That you know, you had there is a lot that you have to stomach with this. That 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 by no means a perfect industry. I mean, you could pick anything from even the couple of headlines we were written or read out today that um, that highlight that that you have to make peace with a lot of stuff. And I mean, I read the Woods unauthorized biography a couple of years ago, and you're like, God, all the people where you have to separate the art from the artist, he's probably up there. He's done a lot of um, unsavoury things. Look, it's just one of those things that I've seen a lot of uh, lot of people from, like female sports stars coming out, criticising him. Uh, Anna Kaplis was on uh, Twitter last night tr- tweeting about Tiger Woods and then was roundly abused in her mentions mm-hmm. for criticising it. And it just, you know... We have to come out strong and criticise how uh, criticise the misogyny that it is obviously so prevalent in sports. Still, despite the progress we've made, it's still marginal compared to the crap that's out there, for want of a better expression. Now he would claim it as a prank, um, but it just I, it, with the cuddly tiger that's come out in the last few years, uh, you know, I would have thought that he moved on a bit from, you know, the purity. I would say, of his, of his behaviour at times. Absolutely. And it's the fact that like he clearly had this on his person for the entire round. I think that's the thing that kind of s- sticks with me most, that this is this is premeditated. This is something they decided in the morning. And, you know, he's had literal hours of this tampon being in his pocket going, you know, should I do this, should I not? And, and for somebody to be in that position and to have so many male and female golfers looking up to him, I mean, he is he is golf in a sense. And to, to still have that mindset of it's an old boys club and, you know, I mean, this this is a man who was probably one of the most famous apologies in history, and we just listened to his his non-apology there. Really, he's he's sorry for the offence caused. He's if, not sorry if, if there was ever an offence caused. Yeah, yeah. that seems to be the new default apology as well. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry if is yes. like the worst phrase in the English language right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and also criticising it as as woke to criticise it as wrong as well. Uh, totally, totally. Um, it's such a shame that we don't have prominent sports people at the top of every sport who seem to champion this. I mean, Djokovic, his attitudes towards his female um, counterparts hasn't been great between his advocation for stopping equal pay over the years. I wish we had people actually coming out and saying, and not making these gaffes constantly against, you know, females and females in sport, that they are championing this and seem like they're true to their word, you know? Rory McIlroy on the course... Yeah, uh, so we have American Max Homa is he's the halfway leader there. He's a one-shot lead at the halfway point. McElroy still in contention. He's six under par, four shots back from Homa. Uh, we've Shane Lowry as well for undergoing into the weekend. Seamus Power is one under par, and Woods himself just about squeezed into the weekend. He made the cut on one over par. JD, what's it like walking the puritanical line, judging everybody else such purity? I'm definitely not pure, but sometimes you just have to call it out. As Tiger Woods, he like he did make an apology, so. 
um, po-faced humorless PC journalists get a life, says Ian. So, look, this is the kind of, uh, you know... If that's uh, your sense of humour, maybe, you know, actually read a, <laughs> read a joke I, book or yeah, something my, like that. My lack of life has nothing to do with me being PC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a 47-year-old man making a joke that if his son had come back and said he'd made a joke like that, I think Tiger would have been a bit disappointed in him. And, you know, when Tiger looks, you know, in the mirror this evening, he'll be disappointed with himself. Yeah, so uh, that, that's what's going on. So what do we look, at, look forward to this afternoon? Another City victory and Newcastle, Liverpool this evening? Well, there's a cracker. I think it's on TV between Everton and Leeds later on. That's a relegation. I think everybody's adding... Like it's now 9-pointer, 12-pointer. 15-pointer coming up at 3 o'clock. Uh, so that's a huge game, you feel, in both in terms of both their season's outcomes. Um, Skubala has been left in charge for Leeds for the next couple of games, so it's interesting to see how he'll do coming up against Sean Dyche and obviously the disappointment that was Monday night's Merseyside derby. So it's a massive, massive game. Um, I think that's probably the pick of the 6-3 o'clock today. Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? Probably for a little over a year. It's been my intention and my desire to play, play for Ireland. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.